Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Five, four, three, two, one, go. This is Blow Up from Brisbane's 4ZZZ, The Face Radio from the soul of Brooklyn and Mod Radio UK. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off.
welcome to Blow Up. Uh, my name's Sammy. I'm in the studio with the lovely Frankie. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Hello. And um, we've got a very special show for you this, this week. They're all special, but this one's particularly <laughs> different. It is. Being the festive season, we were kind of in two minds. You know, do we do a Christmas songs kind of styly and, and everyone went, no, please, no. <laughs> there are lots out there. but There are some good ones. There are. But instead, uh, we went to see the uh, Mary Quant doco and it was fabulous and we were inspired. And so we're doing a sort of swing in London style yeah, show. It would be good. It only just um, hit us out at the Brisbane International, well, the British International Film Festival in Brisbane. Yeah, we got it very, very late. I'm sure mm. everybody's seen it mm. you know, by now, but uh, we, we finally caught up. It takes a while to get over to us in Australia. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're, um, we're celebrating Swing in London. So the London of Michael Caine and Terence Stamp, Twiggy, Jean Shrimpton, and, of course, Mary Quant. And to start off... The Who. The Who. Oh we my both gosh. chose that. You, that. Did you choose that track. as well? Yes. Oh my goodness. Of yeah. all the ones that we could have gone for. I know. I was going to do my generation, you know, the obvious one, but then I thought, oh, no. You thought I'd do that one, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I think that's their most Kinks-esque record. Mm. And, and I will play some Kinks a bit later on. But uh, so, yeah, Roger Daltrey, Pete Townsend and Don Entwistle all grew up in Acton. Oh, really? And I think Keith Moon was from Wembley, so the true London band. Yep. And uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic way to start the show, I think. Mm-hmm. When I was living in Acton, it was very Aussie, so I wonder yes. when, when that started. That reached number eight in the UK, but only number 93 in the US. Good grief. I know. <laughs> wow. And um, I was their first single after they did the name change. Mm. All right. So, moving along, we're going to play a little pretty thing. Yeah. I think so.
crackers there so I am doing seeing as it's a swinging London show I am sticking with my London bands I didn't get that did you Remember? not well, did you, you not told me something but I just went off you page. just ignored me I was <laughs> doing a map board yes <laughs> going yes. off beast well the thing is it's getting that vibe it's yeah. getting that vibe for what was happening back and back and then. just like um Mary Quant's fashion made it around the world I think the music mm. of the time really um, spread as well. So, yeah, I won't be sticking yeah. to the London vibe, but there's a lot. I'm sorry. Yep. Nice You're justification that I'm totally judging you. <laughs> okay. well, well, at the top there, I did start with The Pretty Things, Come See Me, 1966 on Fontana, written by J.J. Jackson. Oh. Yeah, so Dick Taylor's and, and is probably best known as being a member of Little Boy Blue, which, you know, with Mick Jagger and, and Keith Richards, which obviously morphed into some band called the Rolling Stones. Oh, really? Um, he left after, yeah, exactly, some <laughs> guy. Um, I think he left after five months. And we've interviewed him a couple of times on the show and mm. just a really, really lovely guy. And genuinely no regrets about doing that. You know, they just um, went and did their own thing. And, you, you know, I think he, he implied they were a little more authentic. I think it's just that thing of the longevity of the Stones and how they've... Um, well, anyway. 50-something years now, That's isn't it? mad, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. he was a bit, a little bit politely scathing he was a lovely guy so he's not going to be rude about them but uh, mm. yeah it was interesting to hear his take on that whole thing but and and i found when i watched the movie there was like dave davis was mm. in there and there was lots of reflections but i guess that's through a 50 you know 50 years 60 years of lens of absolutely um, yeah you know various uh you know things have happened in that time exactly. and, and in the time um, you know, yeah. things yeah. were happening. So uh, I played The Kingsman with Louis Louis. That was a 1963 track written by Richard Berry in 55. So The Kingsman turned that song into a phenomenon. Phenomenon? Phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> um, it cost $50 to record. Yeah. Seriously, that's it's amazing. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. And they only did it because a Polish radio producer saw them play it live and suggested it. So um, another a fluke. Yeah. And... and, and Done by so many people mm -hmm. as well. One Before and after. Yes. It's just one of those, you know, pub songs that every pub band plays. Mm. To varying degrees, but I thought that was a good version. And um, only song that Jack Eli plays, and then he quit the band. Um, oh. Yeah, so interesting fact. Um, they're from Oregon. That reached number two in the US and number 26 in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's keep going. I've chosen the next track. It's um, a band called Noah. They were playing as the Sound Barrier. <laughs>
to blow up mod radio and that was for your love um like we're doing this little 60s london london influenced because i didn't get the memo <laughs> uh show and um we've just been inspired by the mary quant um genre and era and movie and yeah um, yeah sticking in that va- vibe yeah totally and that's why i'm playing some more obvious tracks um which, which you tend to sort of jump over those and look for things that are rare and obscure but the music of that era was so fabulous. And I think the Yardbirds are probably one of my favourites of that time. Um, and I, I think British music wouldn't exist in the format that it did without With the Yardbirds. Totally. Um, you know, instrumental in starting the careers of three of the most famous guitarists. So Clapton, Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck, of course. And uh, I think... Was it Clapton left the group around this time uh-huh. for your love? Because totally did. Too commercial. Too commercial and poppy. <laughs> and um, yeah. But, and that was their first number one hit in both the UK and the US. So oh. it was working for them. Um, but fantastic. Uh, I'm from London. Yeah. Um, and in London, 63, I think. Fun fact. Yes. One of the only pop songs that features a harpsichord. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the guy who plays it, Graham Coleman, wrote it and yeah. later became a bassist in 10CC. No, he didn't play it. Brian Auger played it. No way. Yes. Oh, I think I've got some Brian Auger a bit later if we've got time. So. Excellent. Um, and they appear in Blow Up, the movie. Oh. Doing, did they do Stroll On? I think they did a really Walker's version of Stroll On in Fantastic. that. Fantastic. And that's Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page on stage together on film. Whoa. Mm, amazing. Yeah. amazing. He was um, an interesting sessional at the time, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, was, he was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you had to be because there wasn't much money to be it made in it. small, small little Unless world. Unless you made it big. Yeah. Um, I played Noah, which um, I think they were um, performing as Sound Barrier at the time with um, My Baby's Gone. Um, the song was originally called 
brain disturbance, which I oh, find nice. disturbing. Yes. <laughs> also very, you know, um, Beacon psychedelic. Um, it was on their own record label, I think, Sounds Record, 1967. They were an Ohio band and did a cover of The Who's Can't Explain. So I thought oh, that was... Tenuous link. Thank you. Thank you. I'll well take done. it. Well <laughs> <laughs> righty. Well, this is Blow Up. You're on The Face Radio and we are going to have some more music. But I'm a day and I go, oop, bip, bip, oop, bip, bip, yeah. 
Shapiro with her version of Fever 1964, so a little bit earlier that one on Columbia. She was from Bethnal Green. Yeah, out east. Yeah. I love Bethnal Green. Yeah, it's sort of my neck of the woods since I was born, that yeah. direction. Yeah, so right. Wonderful. Most, one of the most successful female singers of the early 60s, uh, to the extent where in 1963 she toured with the Beatles as support. Yeah, how, so how it's amazing. Like, <laughs> how many people are going to be able to say that? Yeah. And she's still going. Yeah, right. I had not heard that version of Fever before. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, really, really, really good. I love her voice. Her nickname when she was a kid was Foghorn. Oh. Which I sound a bit like this morning. (laughs) (laughs) A bit of a late night last night. I sound like a mouse, actually. Yeah, you did have a late night. (laughs) Yes. DJing last night. Stranded, Mm. keeping things busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. And before that, what did we have? Oh, I had the Soulbenders, Seven and Seven Is. Now, I played that, oh, gosh, earlier on this year and um, during my little psych discovery (laughs) period. Um, And just it's been on my playlist regularly ever since. So I know another USA band. Remember that influence that music had and fashion? Yeah, look, (laughs) it's not not working. It was the start. But it's a great track. Okay, thank you. (laughs) It was the start of um, proto-punk. I'm not sure yeah. what that borderline is. Uh, they were a Michigan band, and um, I think the 66 version of um, the original was brought out by Love, and that was a 67 or 68 okay. on Phantasm. 
Very good. And then right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Oh, we're back to London. The Apex. Properly, well, yeah. If any of us got the memo, we would have stayed in London. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, just, I just thought you'd just pick it up. Yeah. You know, you'd re- read my mind. Even if you gave it to me, I probably wouldn't have picked it up. <laughs> this Sorry. is true. That's why I didn't bother. It's like, oh, what the point? No, no, I was sitting there and, and thinking about the show and, mm. and the, the Mary Quant thing and I was like, I had a lot of tracks that I just sort of put to one side for another show and just went, no, I'm just going to mm. do London acts, I mm. think, and mm. as much as I can. But a couple of them I do stretch it. I go about 30 miles out of out of London Still a little bit later. Acceptable. It is. It's drivable. So I think that's that's fine. So the effects, yeah, from Dagenham, another East London band. Uh, that's from 1967 on King Records. And I think anything you find on King is so rare and so hard to find and that was their only release and they were all aged about 13 and 14 when they released <laughs> Isn't this. Isn't that just it's mad. You see pictures of them and they honestly look like they're 10. Yeah. It's so sweet but such a fantastic record. It flopped. That was the end of them. I just don't understand that. I know. So, it's so sad. They did get put together in about 2012 I think did a one-off. Uh-huh. Maybe at the 100 Club I might be imagining oh, that wow. but uh, they managed to find them all again. To be a f- like a you know fly on the wall with that little conversation that yes. would have been and the your performance um i'm going within driving distance of london too with this next track are you i look i'm looking at the screen yes. and you would need water wings on your car well I think. no because there's a tunnel now and stuff so yeah but was there in the 60s uh, there was not <laughs> <laughs> nice try very nice try so jacques de tronc with mm-hmm. uh, francois hardy uh this is mini 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 see what i did ah so there is a connection. Yay! Petit, petit, petit Toutes les minutes dans notre vie Mini moque et mini jupe Mini moche et lilliput Il est mini docteur Schweitzer Mini, mini, ça manque d'air Mini jupe et mini moque, miniature de quoi je me moque. Ministère et terminus, minimum et minibus. Petit, 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 tout est mini dans notre vie. Mini moque et mini jupe, mini moche et Mini docteur Schweitzer, mini mini ça manque d'air. Mini mini mini, mini 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 mini. Moi je préfère les maxi, maxi moche et maxi jupe. Maxi moche et maxi pute, il est maxi docteur Schweitzer. Maxi, Maxi, ça respire l'air Maxi, terre et terre, Maxus Maximum et Maxibus Maxi, terre et terre, Maxus Maximum et Maxibus
listening to blow up on the face radio and fabulous little track oh thank you and guess what she, she's from london she's from london <laughs> jan panther don't know much about her except that it was her third 45 at the time of release uh, in 1966 and a london teenager she was on the girls in the garage compilation from 63 to 67 and i just really dug that it was a bit cheeky mm. bit yeah sassy. no it is it's great mm. I, I do love that track and uh, before that from where were they from oh they were from kentish town oh i used to live there yeah so that's very much my neck of the woods oh. and uh yeah the, the action of course i'll keep holding on uh originally called the boys and uh, that was 1966 on parlor phone so their version of, of the Marvelettes, of course, and I don't know. Do you prefer the original? Or? I'm in two minds because that one's so different. It was very different, but I am digging this vibe at the moment, so I'm going to be in the moment and say no. I prefer this. <laughs> you prefer that. So, yeah. so '66 was when Time Magazine officially named London the swinging city. So oh, that right. was what kind of s- sort of set all of that off. Yeah. And that very same year, they were actually shooting, or they bang- began shooting Blow Up the movie yep. around London yeah. so it really was all coming together everything it must have been such a dynamic place I mean oh, it is incredible. anyway but mm. then to have quite that movement after you know yeah yeah. and you, you think like you were saying before looking back with, with rose tinted mm. spectacles at things mm. and um, I think genuinely the thought is that it was as good yeah. As they say it was. As they say. And, I and think, you know, the footage seems to oh, capture that, even though it wasn't totally. set up. It was just of its time and, and mm. just, you know, anecdotally just incredible. Yes. Living the dream. Wonderful. And some of the footage from the Mary Quant movie just really captures, uh, you know, the the anecdotal mm. stuff, the, the ads or the um, zeitgeist and some interviews, and it does seem to have that um, off-the-cuffness but coolness that... You know, we all aspire to, I think, and yeah. definitely the mods do. Oh, for sure. Look, even if, you know, the fashion thing's not your thing, it's still such an interesting little snapshot of the mm. time. And if you haven't seen it, thoroughly recommend it. Mm. And that, you know, and pair it with uh, my generation, Michael Caine's yeah. film yeah. as well. And it Which really... One, that was only five years ago or something? Was it? I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, just yeah. two fantastic little yeah, yeah. Ins- insights into, into that, that era. I did go to some liberties there with the Jacques de Tronc song before all of that with many, many, many. Um, so in the UK, they had uh, the flip side was that to was to that was uh, Emoi. Um, so in the UK, that was the A side, um, but oh. everywhere else, it was many, many, many is the A side. 
um, married to Françoise Hardy in 1981, even though that was 1966 release. So, mm. um, you know, obviously a long love affair and who, yeah. know, who knows what the swinging 60s was like, but yeah. either of them, but many, many, yeah. many, obviously the mini skirt and the car, you take how you want. Yeah, you watch the video that, that's... Um, <laughs> With those yes, just nuts, it's really <laughs> stupid. But yeah. anyway, again, of its time, and um, yeah. it's quite cute. So. And who's to say they didn't spend a lot of time in London? I'm, I'm sure they went. Link. They went to London. <laughs> I'm sure they went. Okay. As well, these guys are from London, so they certainly are. Let's give them a spin. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
started the miniskirt, didn't she? English fashion has always been notoriously rebellious. The youth at the time was about wearing something that old people didn't like. Oh, I can't say that I particularly approve of some of the styles. What she did was liberate those girls. For the first time, you could have sex and you didn't have to worry. Given the pill, a woman could really be in charge of her own life. The Beatles provided the soundtrack. Mary certainly provided all the visual images. You know, it was a time when black models were not used in magazines. Mary posed a new idea of beauty. This amazing British woman with this sense of freedom and innovation created a global look. 130 shops in yes. Japan. Mary Quant is without a doubt one of the most important British designers ever. Give it to me easy. 
let me try with pleasured hands to take you in the sun to promised lands to show you everyone is the time of the season for love what's your name Your daddy, daddy is he rich like me? As he take us anytime, anytime to show you what you need to live. Tell it to me slowly, tell you why. I really want to know. It's the time of the season for love. Well, if you're not feeling very 60s, I don't know where you've been, but that was definitely... Yeah, that was very sort of... I don't know, it's, it's obviously a huge hit, but it's a very psyche vibe still, yeah. hasn't it? And it's just very mellow and, like you say, so 60s. 68, so we're getting towards the end of the 60s there. And they were actually from St Albans. So uh-huh. I am stretching it a little. Well, that's like 25 mm. miles from London. Still so considered London if you're flying into St Albans. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly I don't know. right. I've and missed a bus. I've missed a train and ended up in St Albans. Oh, so. Haven't we all? <laughs> Absolutely. And it was recorded at Abbey Road Studios. Oh, that's so definitely. I kind of get get that one squeezed in. I think. Yeah, look, it's closer, of course, closer yes, than so. all of mine. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> what did we have before that? Uh, well, yes, um, Italy's quite 
close to <laughs> yeah. and but also that vibey you know the well he was a composer so um, I'm going to mess it up but Piero Piccioni hmm. I think that was well done thank you um, an Italian film score composer pianist organist conductor composer 300 film tracks and that was from the 1969 movie Camille which I think was remastered for 2000 something release and, okay. um, yeah, just cruisy vibes. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I was um, doing a bit of research for the show, I know I've been picked on for not researching before, um, <laughs> I come across some Mary Quant footage of her uh, clothing, etc. and yeah. that was often the soundtrack, and I just think, okay. yeah, it's actually it's mm. a thing. It's a vibe. We're, we're trying to create the vibe. So, oh, thanks. You know, as much as I'm having a dig at non-London, <laughs> it's... Yeah. yeah, it's, it's still it's in all the vibe. In keeping. Yeah. Thanks. Totally. Thanks. Totally. Before As, that, we had Tin Soldier. Yeah, so that's definitely London. Definitely London. Definitely London. So that was released 1967. Uh, originally written for P.P. Arnold, who obviously uh, is, uh, is now is living track. in London. And now she re- relocated to London uh, the previous year. So that was, mm. did I say 67? Don't know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, classic. Classic, wonderful track. And uh, I'll probably sneak in another Small Faces track a bit later if I can. Great. Well, I'm going very, um, you know, how geographically I've gone off-piste. Yes. Well, oh, I'm worried now. I'm what doing, are you doing? I know, now I'm doing a time warp. <laughs> so the link with this song to Mary Quant is that Mary Quant is in the title. But Oh, I know. Gosh. But this is a 1991 song by a band called The Dillons. So uh, they are... British, so give me that and we'll see if you like it or not. Okay. Don't walk away 
last note went on a bit. I nearly <laughs> lost my breath. Um, the creation, making time from 66 on planet. Okay, I am stretching the London thing to Hertfordshire. Okay. So it's not bloody <laughs> Italy in another or country. <laughs> At least it's just up the road. So, uh, yeah, the creation originally the Mark IV, uh, only around from 66 to 68, and that was their very first single. And they're better known for that horrendous painter man, so which, oh, yeah. um, thanks to Boney M, is yeah. stuck in everyone's head in a really <laughs> bad way. But, uh, yeah, I do like that. And that's very swinging London, but also very mod, I think. So we chose that same track together, I think. We did, yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Um, the Yeah, Reformed in the 80s was my little bit of additional mm. information. They did. That's it. Thank you for always oh, that it. I was waiting for uh, more. No. Oh. Released in France first on uh, Disc Vogue. I've got that wrong. Disc Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear. We've had Bloody Marys, okay? They're yeah. getting in. <laughs> yeah, look, we are recording this at 7 o'clock in the morning after both having very late nights. And the lovely Frankie has bought Bloody Marys in for us to drink. Well, and, uh, it, it, well, and you offered the coffee, so it's a good balance. Yeah, alcohol and coffee, coffee. and yay. It's like cigarettes and alcohol. It's all kicked in, as you can hear, <laughs> so we're starting to talk a bit faster and <laughs> not make any sense. So Just like the psych music that we're playing. Yes, exactly. Um, so, I Now, I didn't mm, quite play... Listen. Mm, go on, <laughs> go on, tell so, me. So um, I played at the beginning a song by the Dylans called Don't Cut Me Down, Sammy, <laughs> uh, Mary Quant in Blue. So um, Neo Psych, British band from Sheffield, so a bit further afield than London. Oh, good grief. <laughs> so it's 80s and it's Sheffield. Yeah, okay. no, okay. it was 90s. But, um, oh, 90s? Yes, oh, four gosh. track release. So, you know, 25, 30 years after the swinging 60s and I'm um, breaking all of the rules. But... It had Mary Quant in the title, so whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> should we go somewhere a little bit closer to home then? I think we should. Take a look at the great street. It does seem the same. Remember how great it should be. The thing what it was. Shut up the little fashion. People saw what they want. The street that was a part of the British monarchy British monarchy Who wants seconds and all that We don't need them now Why should we accept the changing back Close up to the Rip up the rise and fall A foundation The street that was a legend It's a mockery A part of the British tradition Got down the train You don't need no glass for Take a walk along that street and y'all see what I mean. 
the truth with who's wrong from 65 on pie i believe they were a couple of hairdressers from from london really just having a punt oh my gosh yeah we're doing people's hair and we're going to sing a bit who's wrong who's wrong yeah (laughs) Yeah, why not pretty catchy i think they released about seven singles i I don't know anything about apart from the interesting fact that they were hairdressers and yeah yeah, that's it so that's a great bit of fact (laughs) it's funny you see pictures of a very snazzy looking pair of gentlemen Absolutely, mm. imagine it. Well, you just think about 
I'm coming back to the movie, Mary Quant with her like five point Vidal Sassoon haircut. Mm. You know, it was very, the whole look. You well, know, it was well, hairdressers for the first time were celebrities, like yeah. you say, Vidal Sassoon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just everybody is, it's like that working class mm-hmm. thing was coming coming forward. I mean, people like David Bailey, you know, to, for a, a Vogue photographer to have a, a Cockney accent was just unheard of before that. You know, yeah. they really did not know what to make of him. Yeah. But at least recognise that he, it was the, the coming thing. And, you know, that was like, say, we were talking about Michael Caine before, same thing, mm-hmm. you know, the working class accent. And, um, yeah, disposable income they were having for the first time, that whole pre um, post-war thing. And, and being able to make stuff that was of the time and very them and young and mm. trendy and, and um, practical, I think, even as well as fashionable. Yeah, totally. Um, who's... Well, uh, this is your track, Billy Davis. Another one of mine. Oh, am, am I going to talk about Carnaby Street? I think you, sh- I think you was, should explain yourself. It, well, <laughs> that would take some time. But this uh, Carnaby Street was the jam. So mm. see what I did there with the fashion and I the thing? I do. You've thought this through. I like it. Thanks. Well, you know, and they're from England too. Sorry, close to London. Um, spotted playing uh, the street markets in Soho. So that's how they sort of started to get a little bit of cred um and uh, there's a line in there reflecting on the rise and a fall of our nation through like fashion and carnaby street's demise and i really thought wow that's kind of poignant it kind of is i mean carnaby street i may have got this fact wrong but i think in the height of the 60s swing thing around 66 to 68 yeah carnaby street was sort of pulling in about five million pounds a year i mean you think in the 60s that's just that's unheard of five six times that now right and you go, well, you go there now and it's just like another mm. high street. It's completely lost, mm, lost what it was about. It's very sad. That boutique-ness has perhaps oh, gone. Like, like, I mean, like most high streets in every part of the world, I think, yeah. are very samey and yeah. it's sad. But yeah, at the time, yeah, it was the place to be. For I sure. much prefer a high street to a mall, though. I think. Oh, yeah. So yeah, definitely. there's still something about that. Mm. Anyway, um, anyway, what you going to do? What are you going to do? So, bizarrely, um, you were saying the jam were sort of near London. They were from Woking. So is Billy Davis. It's like we planned it. I know. (laughs) We didn't. Now tell me, boy, I want you to tell me What you gonna do when your baby leaves you What you gonna do What you gonna do What you gonna do when your baby leaves you Tell me what you gonna do What you gonna do When he says his last goodbye What you gonna sit right down and cry What you gonna do when your baby leaves you What you gonna Now tell me, boy, I want you to tell me (laughs) 
how wonderful was that? And how 60s and how London. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> am I <laughs> no, am I driving that point home enough or yes. are we all getting tired of me whinging about that? <laughs> no, I, no, genuinely, that is That just is very much of the time. Totally. And who doesn't love the kinks? I mean, I know. anyway. Anyway, and they were from Muswell Hill. Ah, oh, the best fish and chips up at Muswell Hill. Oh, really? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't lived there for so long. I, I don't know. And you're off tomorrow. Mm. Back yeah, to England. Yeah, yeah, I'm going for a bit of a holday. Looking How forward wonderful. to it. Doing a bit of a grand tour because we can now. You Are know? you going to go and have fish and chips in Muswell Hill? I or? may well. While I, I listen to the kinks. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, 1965, written by Ray Davis. And um, I think that was the style of their... their their songwriting, like things like Waterloo Sunset, which was obviously referenced in London, but it was mm. it just had such a London vibe. Everything that they did, mm, mm. and like like the Small Faces, I think that was a, a similar kind of yeah sort of storytelling in in their songwriting. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. When it. when I was doing because um, obviously Dave Davis is in the Mary Corn movie. Yes. Um, oh I, gosh, yeah. I didn't mm. I didn't realize that they were actually the. S- Seventh and eighth of eight siblings. Oh, really? And the first six were female. No way. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, obviously didn't get along very well at times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so fascinating that, that they should be the two last boys of eight. Yeah. And, goodness. Yeah. He really wasn't looking well in that doco, was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you mean not Ray? Yeah. Mm. Um. I was thinking that because I think Ray got a guitar from his sister on his 13th birthday that started oh. the whole journey along. But anyway, yeah, great track. It is a, is a great track. Yeah. I played The Animals before that, Baby Let Me Take You Home, a little bit um, more rocky than psych and beat sort of stuff, blues rock. Uh, obviously forming in the early 60s as well. That was a 64 track. UK, so I'm somewhat mm. in the... Country, sort of a bit more up, <laughs> up north, a little bit more north, but yes, mm. but that's okay. And I'm, I'm sure they went to London occasionally, <laughs> so we, we're taking that. Look, <laughs> Thank no, honestly, you, this, this, was, this was my restriction on me. Okay. It was not you play whatever uh, you want, it's very playful, and I appreciate you allowing <laughs> me to go. I'm going totally the other side of the world later on. Just you oh, wait, are you? Oh, gosh, yep. yeah, I've just seen the um, yep. track list come up, uh-huh. okay. Yep. So, uh, and then I think we played What You Gonna Do? We did. So, as I said, um, Billy Davis uh, was from Woking, like Mr. Paul Weller. Yeah. And uh, that was 1964. Her real name was Carol Hedges. And I think she spent most of her life in London, to be fair. Uh, And she moved there, you Mm -hmm. know, to obviously get her career going and and stayed. Lived in North London, or still does, I think. Yeah. And her biggest hit was a cover of The Exciters' Tell Him. Which was oh, also yes. covered by Helen Shapiro, Helen who Shapiro. we played earlier. So, oh my God, it is like we planned this. It totally is, and it's just a complete <laughs> fluke. <laughs> Mind you, I think if you if you look hard enough, you can probably find a connection. Links everywhere, with, you know. Yeah, but anyway, are we good. looking hard enough? I don't know. Probably not. Look hard at this link for the easy beats. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give you love Give you love in all the 
So that was Carnaby Street. It was. Henri Salvador, 1967 release with the Jacques Dijon and his orchestra. Anyway, um, yeah, very, you know, French Caribbean all rounded there, but talking about Carnaby Street, yeah. so I thought the link was appropriate. It was very groovy, man. Okay, thank you, 1967. Yeah, I liked man, it. Man, French. I liked it. I liked it. Thank you. And before that? Before drag that, set, the drag I, search. That was a first for me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah no, I love that. Um, day and night, originally mm. called the, the Apaches. They oh. were a four-piece from Putney. Okay, um, yep, yeah, south nice, of the river. Yeah, and it kind of reminded me of the fleur de lis, you know, circles and uh, all of it. Yes. Sort of that sort of similar vibe. Uh, they're only released from 67 on go, very hard to find, very rare. Uh, there is one on Discogs currently, so guess how much? Go on, Ooh, guess. Is it in the thousands or the hundreds? It's in the thousands, Ooh. yes. I'll tell you, because we'll be here all day. Yeah, and, it's um, true, no, I'm bad at guessing. Nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but $11,640. Pardon? 11000 I don't know if they're having a punt. <laughs> well, obviously they're having a punt. But oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, so great record. Yes, I but I mean, never, wow. But it'd be nice to find it in a... Mortgage your house. Oh, yes. Let's keep looking. Yeah, so people Richard. out there, yeah, look out for that. Is it green? That guy, It's got that sort of go written into the circle oh, okay. of the record. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Watch out for that one. And happy Christmas if you find oh, it. Oh, gosh. I we'll know. all be digging through crates this whole <laughs> silly you season. Just, you just got to hope the original band kept a few copies mm. just as souvenirs. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, totally. Maybe it's them selling it. I don't know. Oh. Half okay. their luck if, the, if it is. <laughs> um, I play the easy beats. Well, they'll make you happy. Um, Sydney, very close to London. Absolutely. <laughs> and like you, we were saying off air, they did move to London. Yeah. They, so they formed in 66 in Sydney, but then relocated. In, um, they formed in 64 in Sydney and relocated to London in 66. And, um, you know, they were the first Aussie. That was... Um, the first Australian band to have an international hit, mm. but you know that we're talking about that '66 period and just oh, how that was a sweet spot. Big. Yeah. yeah, so even that foresight to have moved to London in that time. Look, you've got to give them credit there. Totally, and, and it's a great track. And thank you. They, I'm <laughs> sure they appreciate your comment. <laughs> I'm sure they would. I'm sure, it'll make all the difference uh, to them. Yes. Uh, okay, we're going to go with your track next. Yeah. So we're going to play the Who again before mm-hmm. they were the Who. Okay.
to blow up on the face radio and that was not (laughs) it was not the pretty things well it was the pretty things (laughs) but um electric banana yes um so uh, what a journey i'm on learning about these bands (laughs) who pretended to be other bands um so walking down the street that was from the pretty things but they made extra money on the side recording for a music library of de wolf uh, ending up in films that in, um, were later included in compilations that they released um, as uh, yeah. Electric Banana. But um, originals were often on one side as an instrumental and one side as a vocal, so it was kind of hidden mm, that it okay. was then performing. Um, electric, well, The Pretty Things was named after the Bo Diddley song. And I didn't realise that Dick Taylor was the guitarist who played in the Stones in 63. So we've mm. got that link back to... Uh, earlier on in the show yeah yeah and i may just sneak in a stones record oh. i see i very rarely play the stones yes. on the show but early it's stones vibe, oh. oh yeah and they stuff is were smart dresses they were yeah they were very moddy very yeah. moddy and talking of very moddy yep. the high numbers oh yes so we've played bands that were known as something else that's it so mm. um the who were the high numbers for a while mm. like, trying to cash in on that whole mod thing that was going yeah. on in in the early 60s so that was 64 mm. um it didn't really work for them so uh yeah they became the who and hmm. so that's a direct copy of misery by the dynamics of course but uh it's a great track it I is love it. Really, really love it really cool um we're just gonna stick in london now i think yeah i think we are okay let's get to it 
That's what I say. I say yeah, yeah. That's what I say. I say yeah, yeah. That's what I say. I say yeah, destroy that boy yeah, that's a bit harsh <laughs> so what for no I'm not going to destroy anyone um, that's not in my nature really um, yeah so that was American and I'm tenuously linking that to American models of the time with the fashion okay you're you're judging me already. I'm not. I've, <laughs> no, I've stopped doing that. I've um, stopped doing that. 1966 Columbia release. A Manhattan four-piece released two singles but appear on many compilations. Um, I think that was quite sassy. It was. So, obviously, um, Cheryl Teague's US model, um, super popular along with Twiggy, along with Gene Shrimpton, you know, just making the face of that era. So mm, I think, um, in, as far as American models, I think Peggy Moffat for me Peggy was Moffat, yeah. was you know the in epitome that. of that sixties kind yeah. of. And she had yeah, she was very alternative as well, wasn't yeah. she at the time? Yeah, Jean Shrimpton's my absolute favourite, Queen of Carnaby Street. Oh, she was so gorgeous! My goodness, and so uh, lovely. Twiggy was the face of '66. Mm. So yeah, you know. Young models, schoolgirls, obviously, some of them um, being, you know, just putting themselves out there, trying yeah. to make a dollar, and then who you knows? They were on the cover of Vogue and crazy. Yeah, I think it's, it's fair to say that was the first sort of decade that that models became celebrities. Yeah, in their own right. Yep, for um, sure. And, and we're out with with you'd seen out with the Stones and the Kinks and that around London well, and all the dating best. them. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> was it? It was um, Jean Shrimpton's sister, wasn't it? That. That Mick Jagger used to go out with yeah. Chrissy Shrimpton. I think yeah. that was the connection there. 
I think David Bailey introduced them because he was obviously going out with Jane Shrimpton. Jane, yeah. And yeah, it's all going on. Definitely. So, um, are uh, you judging me on that song, or am I? I'm not. No, I am I passing? No, no. I'm only yanking your chain. You know, you play whatever you, you like, and you always choose fantastic tracks. So, mm, not always. But no, true. It's a, it's a learning. <laughs> yes. Um, and then you played Geordie for him, and I how, did. Like, you've got links here, stories and stuff. Like, I just think it's fascinating that our parents or our friends mm. and family have these hidden treasures of stories well hanging out i think i've spoken about it on on the show before so just chatting with mom and dad and they were saying oh, what, so what do you play on the radio and they can't get quite a quest to them what we do so i just threw out Georgie fame knowing they would know the name and mom was like oh yeah my best friend used to go out with him and we used to hang out at coffee shops and <laughs> really mum this yes. is you're telling me this now <laughs> so <laughs> Gem. Yeah, and look, he's not from London. He's from, I think he's from Lancashire, somewhere like that. He did move to London when he was like 16 mm-hmm. to, to become a musician. And yeah. Probably the only man in London in the 60s that wasn't having a good time. <laughs> he was a grumpy <laughs> guy. And mum said the same thing. Like an old man in his oh, teens look, already. She knew him when he was obviously very young yeah. and, and probably before he became... Georgie Fame. Yeah. Became Georgie Fame, became yeah. famous. Yeah. And... Um, and she said, yeah, he was a bit, a bit grumpy then too. So okay. bless him. Hmm. Uh, before that, we had the kinks with I Need You. So um, Dave Davis, who was in the movie we've talked mm-hmm. about, um, says, I can't explain. His copying from You Really Got Me. So I had a bit of a dig at the hoop. Oh. Um, and uh, I told you that fun fact about Ray being number seven and Dave being number mm. eight in the uh, yeah, that's family. That's a new one on me. It's yeah. good to know. But that was a UK band for me, so I'm proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> and London. Thank you. Tick, tick. Oh, good on you. (laughs) So we're kind of playing songs that remind us of or have some tenuous link, if you may, uh, to (laughs) the Mary Quant movie, uh, which was um, recently shown in Australia as part Mm. of the British International Film Festival. And then... um, obviously was released in 21 i think but just songs that remind us of that vibe and that era yeah yeah and this next one definitely does that we were just talking uh about the um i'm not sure which one you're going to talk about. oh which one are you going to put on Uh, your one no no let's do yours okay let's do yours we'll talk after okay hey guy light boy hey guy
for listening to this edition of Blow Up and we've had a lot of fun playing yeah. just some real classic stuff from sort of the mid to late 60s and couldn't couldn't have a show on Swinging London without the Rolling Stones so not fade away 1964 on Decca written by Buddy Holly and it was their first US release oh. so very early on and what to say they formed in 62 um, so integral to that, that time we were talking about 
the model celebrity girlfriends mm-hmm. and the you know the musicians yeah. and the clubs and the fashion and yeah. yeah it all came together I think with the Stones absolutely and um, you know a, a long career of morphing and reinventing and yeah I just yeah think that they've got a lot of energy I really love that vibe and I love the early 60s stuff from Mm, them me too we played the trogs with I can only give you everything before that 1966 they're from Andover Hampshire yeah Hampshire again formed in 64 and um that was written while some of them were still working as bricklayers like seriously (laughs) hey thank that and then you know Amazing. Anyway. Yeah, fantastic track. Yeah, so another 66 track and just so typical of that era and has that little vibe to it. We're going to leave with a couple of tracks. I've got The Birds with Leaving Here, which I thought was appropriate. Very appropriate. Thank and you. I'm going to spoil that by, um, if there's time, another Small Faces track because any excuse to play Small Faces <laughs> and I'm, I'm in there. So thank you for listening. Yeah, um, We've everyone. had fun. Yeah, talking about fashion and yeah. music and all things London and abroad. <laughs> See you later, everyone. See ya. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.